Welcome to the Infotainment Podcast Initiating Startup Sequence. Hi, my name is Randy, and the Infotainment Podcast will begin shortly. I will be around mound to podcast sound, pound for pound, the best podcast around. I would like to welcome each and every one of you to the program today, welcoming you, you, and especially you. Thanks for joining the episode, and uh, hopefully you can subscribe and tell a friend about it if you like it. Well, I was at a Chinese buffet for lunch last Friday, and I heard this loud crash Well, we all did. Everyone in the restaurant did. But I thought it was somebody, uh, one of the workers who had uh, dropped a tray of uh, food to to put in the food islands. But I get up and stand up. There's a wall in between the areas. And look over the wall, and here it was a ceiling fan that had dropped to the floor. And luckily, no one was struck in the head because that could have been really bad. Figuring that thing probably weighs about 30 pounds or so. But uh, we were seated uh, in uh, another area. Well, we were right across from it, actually. But luckily, we were not getting food in that aisle at that time. I don't know if they had to throw out everything on that food island or not, or both of them, because they're lined up in a row there. I suppose the health inspector will be down for to to check that. That was uh, kind of the excitement for last week. But luckily no one uh, took took a header on that, that middle piece of a ceiling fan or got clipped with a blade or anything. I think if I had been hit with that uh, ceiling fan and injured, I would have been calling the law firm of Benson & Hedges pretty quickly. Now, I turn off the air conditioner when I'm recording, but uh, with the heat today, it's fairly nice outside. I might go back outside, but it is so... Hot in this apartment on the fifth floor. That uh, I think I'll turn the air conditioner on and put the mic up for a while. I do have this audio clip of how to be funny based on what Ryan Reynolds has said during interviews. <laughs> I think that guy could have played Chandler real well on the show Friends. Or definitely been an SNL 
cast member. But the story I was going to relay is I see all these videos of people sticking high-powered rockets into their anus <laughs> and thinking that they're going to launch uh, their ass is going to be a launching pad for these rockets. But they uh, miscalculate and uh, the <laughs> the rocket never leaves the 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 launch pad uh, launch hole. But uh, <laughs> and then it gives them second uh, degree burns or uh, even maybe third. But uh, this one guy in this video, he had a lot of fortitude after the rocket had uh, quit sparking on his ass. <laughs> he uh, had the fortitude to uh, fart out uh I am proud to be an American. <laughs> I don't know. If it was me, I would be yelling at someone, give me a gallon of butter to smear on my hand. But <laughs> no, I think these videos are just uh, their attempts at trying to be a, a version of jackass and get to go viral. But here we have the deal uh, with Brian Reynolds being uh, how this guy is showing how Ryan Reynolds uses a sense of humor to make the interview uh, better. We could think of something funny to say, but our mind goes blank. It can be frustrating, especially when you're talking to someone you really want to like you. So in this video, we'll go through four easy ways you can make people laugh and love being around you. We'll do this by breaking down some clips from the king of sarcasm, Ryan Reynolds. Some people mistakenly think this type of sarcastic humor makes you an asshole, but when done properly, it can instantly make people like you more. Let's start with the simplest habit you can steal from Ryan. Exaggerate so much, it's impossible to take you seriously. Watch this quick example after Graham Norton asks if Ryan was good with girls growing up. No, 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 not at all. I was. Oh, I don't believe it. No, no, no. I really, I went through puberty at like 27. Really? <laughs> There's two situations where this type of joke is most useful. The first is when answering potentially boring questions during small talk. How old are your girls now? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> if you can transform someone's boring small talk into a funny, playful conversation, they will love you for it. That said, a common mistake with sarcasm is to say something potentially believable. This can leave people confused or even upset with you. By contrast, watch how obviously untrue Ryan's answer is in this Wired interview with Jake Gyllenhaal. You can tell Jake loves it. What does uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, what does he eat? Well, funny you should ask, baby pandas. <laughs> uh, now you know the joke is coming, which blunts some of its effect, but in your own life, most people asking boring small talk questions won't be expecting you to give a funny response. And when you do, you separate yourself as more fun than 95% of people who give a boring answer. In addition to answering questions, you can also use these over-the-top exaggerations to make people laugh during your stories. For example, listen to Ryan discuss working with a child actor for the first time. Um, you know, I was nervous. I mean, you know, when you're working with a child actor, the you, you, first thing you think is, I want to take my life with fire. Right. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, there's that, there's that famous saying. Like, this is especially powerful if you're being negative. In general, no one likes to listen to someone complain. By exaggerating how much he was dreading it, Ryan makes complaining fun to listen to. 
Here's another example from the same interview where Ryan talks about how the studio tried to get him and his 10-year-old co-star to bond. So they set up this day. We went out to the Museum of Natural History. She wanted to see the turtles, and she drags me across the, the, the park, Central Park, all the way into FAO Schwartz. Mm -hmm. I'm in there. I'm, I'm just longing for death. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and Now, even if it's funny, if negative sarcasm is your go-to style of humor, some people may fatigue from your negativity. You can avoid this by ultimately ending your stories on a positive note. Watch how Ryan wraps up that particular story. And her mom walks up and she says, Ryan um, bought me a, a, a stuffed toy. It cost $300. What an idiot. <laughs> and I was like, at that moment, I fell like, hopelessly in love with this little like, girl. That's I just a smart like, kid. Yeah. I'm kidnapping you and keeping you for the rest of my life. Yeah, uh, she's... One thing you saw throughout that story that will help you make any joke funnier is specificity. For example, compare this next clip to if Ryan had just said his kids leave him feeling tired. It was a challenge to yeah. kids. It's like, you know, I think of like blinking now as like tiny little breaks all day. Um, <laughs> but, you know. If you're not good at this, an easy way to practice it is with the mind's eye method. Basically, when you want to make someone laugh, try to conjure up an absurd image in the person's mind. For example, Ryan was in a movie with Denzel Washington at one point who Ryan really admires. Instead of just saying he admires him, listen to how Ryan paints a fake funny image you can picture in your mind. But he knocks on my trailer and my, my dressing room door, and he says, uh, "He says, uh, you know, can I run the scene with you real quick?" And I, I'm like, "What? What? I, I, I'm ripping my Denzel Washington poster down." And like, you know, "Yes, come on in." You know, and he's fine. Um, and uh, here's a few more quick examples. Notice how he gets a laugh every time he replaces a generic statement like "they don't pay well" with an absurd visual image. You care after you make so much money? Do you even care if it flops or not? How do you? I work for 20th Century Fox. What do you think? I'm paid in spit and insults. <laughs> uh, no, this is like this is an American-made gin. It's an American gin, a little smoother than our its British counterparts, a little more drinkable. Mm. Uh, wow, I sound like a pro. Yeah, you're actually good. Uh, good at I really know nothing about gin. If I ran the company for real, it would be on fire. Um, <laughs> I used to say to her, "I would take a bullet for you. I would, mm -hmm. I would, I could never love anything as much as I love you." I would say that. To my wife and then the second I looked in that baby's eyes I knew in that exact moment that if we were ever under attack I would use my wife as a human shield to protect that baby this type of witty humor may seem daunting at first because you have to be able to think quickly on the spot but like any other skill it gets much easier with a little practice you can do that formally with improv classes like Ryan did or you can do it informally simply by making it a priority next time you're somewhere social. If you're going to do the latter, you can set yourself up for success using priming. Simply put, if you know you're heading into a situation where you want to be witty, take just five minutes beforehand and watch someone like Ryan Reynolds, Chris Pratt, or whoever has the sense of humor you admire. This will help prime you to think like they do before you head out. The next technique you can steal from Ryan is the fake-out method. This is something you can do anytime you're telling a story, but it's especially easy if you're saying something that people expect will be sentimental. Watch this quick example of Ryan talking about how he became an investor in aviation gin. 11 years ago, I remember reading a Deadpool comic and feeling like this is a once-in-a-lifetime connection. And then a few years later, I met my wife, and I was like, oh, I guess a once-in-a-lifetime connection can happen twice. And then, uh, <laughs> and then we had our children, and that's when I realized that I love gin. <laughs> so, uh, was, uh, I took the passion. A nice trick if you want to ensure you get a laugh is to slow down or give a slight pause before the punchline. This lets whoever's listening to you start to fill in the blank incorrectly in their mind so they can be surprised by your unexpected twist. 
Here's another example. This time, Ryan is talking about how he gave Denzel Washington a black eye while filming Safe House. My, I banged his face very, very hard with my head, which, uh, which uh, uh, for a young actor, that doesn't feel good. Mm. Um, I, didn't, I, I didn't know what to do in the moment, you know? I didn't know if I should call for help. Um, uh, not for, for him, for me. <laughs> uh, I, I... Now, one common mistake people make when they're learning to be more charismatic is to put a lot of pressure on themselves to perform for other people. Ironically, the best thing you can do is to take the techniques from this video that you find funny and put those into practice. Ryan isn't just funny because of the words he says. He's funny because of his tone, his energy, and his body language. But rather than try to mimic all of that consciously, it's far easier for you if you just focus on self-amusement and having a good time. If you do that, those subconscious signals will naturally improve. For example, listen to Ryan talk about how he got good enough at voiceovers to do the movie trailer for Deadpool. Like, so you didn't just work on the, the things. You did the voiceovers for some of the trailers. You did yeah, the, I did. Yeah, the voiceover yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, I love that stuff. I do it at home all the time. It drives my wife nuts. It's the, mm -hmm. You know, it's that voice that in a world divided by fear. <laughs> Depending on where you're starting from, being playful at all might feel like a stretch. So you'll have to start by going slightly outside your comfort zone. But ultimately, what you're aiming for is to find the style of joke that naturally makes you smile and laugh as you do it. This will make you have more fun in conversation and make people want to be around you more. The one piece of nuance to that is if you want people to like being around you, you're probably better off building the habit of being positive with your humor. For example, compare how Ryan and Jake react when this woman makes a joke that's just okay. Operation Jakey Jakes and Rye Rye. Oh, somebody's been reading my diary. And does, <laughs> does my body language say anything about the line of questioning that it may be like about to off. occur? You've lost him, but you have me. Look he's at so this. open, he's hydrating and Check ready to go. Out. You see him, I'm just like. As you just saw, both positive and negative humor can make people laugh. But when you cultivate a positive, supportive sense of humor, it invites the other person to be more playful and continue to have fun in conversation. Make a habit of that, and you'll become the person everyone looks forward to talking to. Now, making people laugh is obviously just one part of conversation. Whether you're looking for a new mentor, more friends, or more dates, there's a lot more to forming a connection with someone than what we've covered here. You have to be able to confidently start a conversation, hook them in the first few minutes so they want to learn more about you, and then build a strong enough connection that they genuinely want to see you again. I was thinking about it, and for all the movies I've been in, I've never been interviewed But I want to make this clarification on that butt rocket story. The rocket, they're, they're fireworks grade uh, rockets. It's not like uh, the dragon was pulled up to this guy's ass. Uh, <laughs> uh, Tesla. How <laughs> funny Tesla doesn't get into making uh, fireworks uh, for, and create really... Uh, amazing rocket fireworks. But coming up here, oh man, I believe I do have a call from Bob from Bozeman, Montana. And he, he wanted to call into the show because uh, he said he liked it. And I said, well, I don't have a lot of listeners from Bozeman, Montana. But uh, yeah, I can... Uh, be and he can be on the show. Well, Bob, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Uh, what? Uh, let me uh, grab another glass of this uh, 
bourbon here. Uh, yeah, I live here in uh, Boozman, Montana. And I frequently uh, uh, get drunk and listen to your program. <laughs> uh, my my um, my cousin, uh, she usually finds your show and um, uh, dials it in for me. I'm not very good with those CPs anyway. Uh, uh, I still use a, a paper and pen to write down things. and uh, I'm not very good with that Google. Uh, and I hear everyone talking about. But, yeah, I do like your show. Maybe I'm your number one fan, I think. Yeah, I, I didn't know I had a number one fan in uh, Boozman, Montana. Yeah, well, after another few bottles of this, I will be your number one fan. Uh, I need a designated driver here. Uh, I'm at the Dusty Clam bars wondering if you could pick me up and and bring me to my place of residence it's at the uh super eight super eight or is it the super uh 800 motel they uh they let me pass out in the parking lot so uh, yeah well you tell that I heard that interview you did with Ethel of uh, the hundred and three year old woman from Wyoming. Now you tell her if she wants to meet up at uh some restaurant like R B or uh R B oh you mean Arby's? Uh, yeah, R-B-Z, I do mean that, um, we could share a, a, a curly fry or two, but I know she likes the wild, the turkey wild, and I'll bring me a bottle of something, <laughs> Well, you gotta excuse me. Um, uh, I'm trying to. Oh, uh, I took this laxative over the weekend, and uh, it's not really helping. I, I'm more plugged up than. I don't know what I'm more plugged up than. Um, Maybe than our uh, president Joe Biden. Is it Biden is his name? I know it's not Clump anymore, but but I just wanted to tell you that I really enjoy your show, and maybe we could get together and. 
hit some of those uh, casinos, you know, um, play some of those uh, slot machines and make us some money and then we could go down to the booze mart and get us a couple of cases of uh, uh, Lone Star beer. It's a high quality beer that it never once failed to give me a hangover and cause me to throw up. <laughs> but we, you know, uh, well, if you can't pick me up, I, dri- I drive this uh, uh, AMC Pacer. You remember those? They're a little outdated now, but they have more glass in them than a than a big fish bowl margarita. I can get at the Mexican mo uh, Mexican restaurant. Oh, you guys, excuse me. Uh, I got the alcohol uh, burps there. Uh, yeah, you tell Ethel I like to hook. She could be like a cougar and hunt me down. And we could have a good old time. Maybe dancing at a local VF, VWF. Or, or yeah, don't they have one of those uh, Lions Clubs or or else there's a lot of different animal clubs. They, I think they got one of those panda houses here in town. Maybe we could go dancing over there. But, <clears throat> yeah, my pacer, my pacer, uh, I tried to rent a U-Haul once. It didn't... Uh, Unfortunately, it didn't have a, a trailer hedge. I asked the guy there, I don't know why he didn't let me hook up that trailer. I did buy the Gorilla Tape, and I was going to hook that trailer up with uh, Gorilla Tape, but he still wouldn't rent it to me. I said, this is so much stronger than the, the drug, the, the, the uh, duct tape that I was going to use. <laughs> uh, it would have worked. I, I wouldn't have driven uh, that much over the speed limit. I had to move. And, um, well, uh, right now um, uh, I live at the uh, Lakes of Shady Apartments. I uh, this the Super Six Hundred Motel. They kicked me off of the property. I guess I. 
I left too many bottles laying around in the parking lot. Could you come and pick me up? Uh, I, 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 I did need a. I did hold up a cardboard sign one time at a street corner asking for, uh, at the very least, a bottle of Jack Daniels. But they could have. But nobody responded. And also, uh, they... They didn't even give me a. I asked for a bottle of Jack, 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 Daniel, and and just a small, a small bag of weed. You know you can get that in Colorado now. I think. Uh, I think they have it there, and. I don't know. I think they have a few of those shops where you can buy those dongs and smoke up your bag of weed. But if I was going to get this uh, Kyber Tush, I hear it's made in... uh, that I grow it in, uh, and what's that country's name is it? Half Graham stand or half uh, grandest grandstand I, I don't know. Afghanistan uh, I think I'm trying to think of. But if if you could hook me up with that Ethel, I'd be greatly appreciative. And if she didn't want to go to the local uh, uh, polar bear club and do some dancing, maybe we could go out and... Uh, and I mean, I'd take her on a real nice date. Maybe we could hit the local uh, McDonald's uh, for one of those uh, uh, big mass or. Uh, don't they have a uh, third pounder or something like that? Yeah, we could uh, we could share a, a, a McDonald's uh, um, Frenchy fry and. And some real good uh, liquid (laughs) refreshments. 
Uh, I don't know why. I know that some of our convenience stores, they have a few aisles devoted to uh, your adult uh, uh, <laughs> adult beverages. But well, I think we would have a she she wouldn't I'm eighty years old, but she's a hundred and three, but I don't mind dating an older woman, and she just gotta dust off the cobwebs and uh, so do I I mean I am eighty. My first wife, uh, uh, Emma Jean, she practically ate me out of the house and home. She got so big she had to be cut out of the, cut of the, cut out, cut, cut out of, you got, you got, I'm going to apologize here. I've had a little too much to drink, but they had to cut her out of the uh, trailer, the double wide we were living, and she was a quintuple wide, and she, they had to cut out section of the, of the quintuple double wide to get my quintuple wife out of the yeah um she was a good woman though she could cut and but um we separated it's a long story but she just yeah, um, well, I, I don't know, she, we just didn't get along too much, um, I'd leave her at a restaurant and go off somewhere for a few hours, and then when I came back, she'd still be eating there, and I'm going. She couldn't fit in a regular booth. She had to have a table, um, and she had to use three chairs to sit down. But it was a good uh, way. We didn't have the most, uh, she didn't wear, she wore a white wedding dress, but it, it took, uh, material from a few different, a few, a few different, uh, places to put together that wedding dress for her. And I don't know how she 
or those shoes. I thought they were going to split size when she walked up the aisle. Of course, they had to have a church with an extra wide aisles to get her up there, but that's another story entirely. So, and when you get here to the Boozman, Montana, why don't you look me up here at the, at the Shady Acres uh, uh, Motel. And we'll go out and throw back a few bottles of... Uh, Maybe we'll try. <laughs> oh, man. It's just me. <clears throat> oh, I'm a little consternated here. So, uh, but I do like your show. It's very funny. I must admit. You're more... You're a lot better than that Rogan Joe show. And I want you to get up to the 7 billion subscribers. I hope you get that within a year. And we, we could definitely uh, party down at the local panda bear shop or whatever club. Right now, I gotta go down to the pop shop and get me something to drink. But I'll keep listening. And you keep up the work that is good. And I'll... Lift the bottle to your podcast. Thanks so much for having me on the air and giving me this time to pine away for that hot mama asshole there in Wyoming. So, well, yeah, you you have a, a good day there, there Bob. Um, my name was Robert, but people call me Bob. So you can, you're a good, uh, good guy. So you can call me uh, Bobby. All right, there, Bobby. You you have a good day there in Boozman, Montana. Thank you very much. You know. Enjoy life to the fullest because it's very feeding. <coughs> but oh, I gotta get rid of some stuff here. But uh, we'll talk to you another another. Another uh, week or day or something. Okay. Have a... <coughs> have a good day there, sir. 
I would like to thank Bobby for being a guest on the show today. You can check out my infotainment web uh, Facebook page and subscribe if you haven't. Uh, infotainmentpodcast.com. You can leave a tip in the tip jar if you like. And remember, have a pleasant day today and a happy ending tonight. Evacuation order acknowledged. Initiating shutdown sequence.